Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Um, it was a warm December morning, not quite as warm as this one, I might say, in 2001. And it is etched in my memory. I was standing in an ordinary supermarket car park, just about to remove my one-year-old James from his car seat, when I noticed that the car parked next to me wanted to leave. So really thoughtfully, I stepped aside and just sort of bumped the door closed to let the car leave. It was when I turned back to the car, I remembered pre-locking that door as I had unbuckled my one-year-old and when I looked through the car window, yes, there were the keys sitting on the seat next to my unbuckled, did I say that before? wriggling one-year-old and panic descended over me and I wonder, have you had a lost key moment where you've been locked out of something that you need access to urgently? Well, It is one of the most annoying, frustrating, and if it's a situation like mine, panic-inducing experiences, is it not? (sighs) Because you can see, you can touch, you even have a right to access, it belongs to you, but you just can't get there. Well... I haven't got time to go into the resolution, but I have a 22-year-old called James, so clearly I managed to get him out. (laughs) Oh, dear. And I learnt an important lesson. Cue photo. So, what is your lost key, locked out of access story? Let's take a moment to share that round the auditorium and online, you put that sucker in the chat. Okay, go, go share. Okay, okay, if you did not get a chance to share, then you can carry that conversation on after I finish, or after we finish. But you know what, I'm feeling a little bit better, because clearly from the lively conversation around here, and I'm sure on the chat, I'm not alone in this experience, am I? It is very common I'd even say it's an ordinary, everyday experience. And guess what? As Jesse said, we are in week three of God in the ordinary, 
series where we're learning about the fact that God is present with us in our everyday, ordinary lives. And we're trying to kind of build some understandings about how we can respond to God in our everyday experience. And so we have started with God in our waking. And last week, we learned about God in our routines and God in our bodies. And if you've missed any of those, you should go back and check those out on demand because each one has gold. Did you know that the earliest known account, oh, and today, sorry, in case you haven't guessed, our topic is lost keys. And we're really looking at what is the truth about being human? What are our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities and our sins? and how we need confession for those, and how we actually need each other. And to kind of sum that all up, it's really about how do we embrace our lives with authenticity. And did you know that the earliest known account of lost keys can be found in the Bible? I'm wondering if you can guess where it is. Pop it in the chat, see who's first, call it out. Where do you think it is? I heard that Genesis. I heard that Genesis, well done. Yes, Adam and Eve spectacularly lose the keys to Eden, do they not? Yes, by chapter three of the creation account, we find them locked out. They have no access. In fact, there's even an angel sporting a fiery sword to block their entry. Now we've shared our stories. Let's enter in and imagine how would that have felt? Oh my goodness, devastation. And each one of us deal with the consequences of that lost key event. So let's take a look at what went wrong. Many of us would know that Adam and Eve were created by God. But I want us to really focus in on a really important detail before we look at where it went wrong. In Genesis 1:27 we read, so God created humans in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God is the original. And we, males and females, are created as authentic representations because we carry the signature of the creator. And I've brought something to illustrate. Here we have an original piece of artwork by the incredible 
Anna Van Stralen. Yes, it's stunning, is it not? And that was commissioned by the conference centre at Door of Hope to hang in our boardroom. And here's an image of it, in fact, hanging in situ. Now, last year, the staff wanted to present Pastor Steve with a beautiful farewell gift. And so we approached Anna with a request that she would create a limited edition print of this piece of artwork, which I have an image of that in its bubble wrap as we presented it to Pastor Steve. This has significant value because it is a limited edition and it's created by the artist. In the same way, we are authentic representations created by God the original, like God in every way, but finite, limited. And I want us to keep that in mind as we check out the deception that Satan introduces to Eve. In Genesis 3, 5, we read the serpent saying, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, that's the fruit of the tree of knowledge, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And this is kind of just like the game of two truths and I'll slip the lie in. Truth one, they do obtain knowledge. Truth two, they are like God in knowing good and knowing evil. But here is the lie, because the image is not and never can be the original. Only God is infinite. Only God is holy. And so only God can know evil and remain pure. The limited edition can never be the original. And what unfolds is not only the loss of access to the garden, but also our authenticity. And let's see the effects. They're instant. We read in Genesis 3, 8 to 12, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman 
whom you gave to be with me. She gave me fruit from the tree and I ate. God joins Adam and Eve in the everyday, ordinary living in the garden. Now that there is knowledge, there's an understanding of our weakness, of our imperfections, and even of our own potential for evil. And we see the introduction of shame. And with shame comes vulnerability, doesn't it? And that induces fear of judgment and rejection. And the response is to hide. And when confronted, shift attention from our own issues onto another, even blaming God himself. Is this sounding familiar to anyone else other than me? An image relies on its connection to the original to have authenticity. And now humanity is denied access to the presence of God, the one we were created to reflect. And the key to our authenticity. Just in the same way that the photo I showed you of this hanging in the boardroom has zero value because there is no connection at all to the artist. Our reality as images or reflections disconnected from our source is that we actually reflect something different, don't we? That's not just disorientating, that's core to our identity. And the further we move away from the original, from God, our creator, the less likeness we bear. The Adam and Eve syndrome of longing to be seen, yet fearing being seen is a universal struggle. There's a well-known researcher into vulnerability, which you may have heard of, Brene Brown, and she launched onto the global stage with a TEDx talk in 2010 to just 500 people where she talked about her research into the connection between vulnerability and shame and it blew up all over the world. She found that shame is common to absolutely every person and there are two responses to the vulnerability that we feel. One group of people, the larger group of people, hide that vulnerability. And this creates a disconnect, an isolation, 
and a smaller group of people are willing to share their vulnerability with others. And what is created is a very deep connection. And she went on with her research, and this is very powerful, and found what was the one defining difference that allowed a person to be in that second group and share their vulnerability. And I wonder if you can guess what that is. The people who are willing to be vulnerable and share that with others had a deep sense of value, of worthiness of being loved. It takes me back to the Garden of Eden and what was lost when we disconnected from the one who loves us. You know, when I started at Door of Hope nearly, I think, 13 years ago, I was terrified of failing, of being discovered, of being totally unworthy of ministry. It was so bad, I would wake up with a sick feeling in my pit of my stomach and I had to get out of bed and you would find me walking the streets in the dark, 6 a.m. in the morning, and I recited my life verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, paraphrasing. Plans to prosper, not to harm. God is good. Plans to prosper, not to harm. Didn't set me up for failure. And God has been teaching me through many, many years of my need for him, the fact that I do nothing to deserve the love that is given to me freely. I could stay in bed all day and he will love me no less. And so it's formed part of my daily routine, 20 minutes in the chair, tuning myself back into God. See, the key to being authentic is to turn and face the one we were created to reflect. And Paul puts it this way in his letter to the Romans. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace. It's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us not by what we are and what we do for him. We need to ground ourselves in this understanding that we are image bearers. The more we understand whose image we bear and how he gives us our authenticity, the better we can reflect his glory and his holiness because we are not created to be perfect but to worship and reflect the one who is. 
And I want to refer you to the message that Christoph Ox gave on the theology of holiness because it is profound. And he talks about how God is not a God of perfection. He has given us Jesus who makes us holy. And so today it's an invitation to us to stop hiding like Adam, stop pretending, stop waiting to reach a standard of perfection that we are not designed to reach. Embrace our authenticity. I follow a poet called John Rodell on Facebook and um, this came up in my feed as I was preparing and I said, thank you, God, because I think it's beautiful. Jesus came to earth to give us back this lost key to our authenticity. He is the way to truth and life. He restores our connection to God and continues to return the keys when we misplace them. It's an everyday, ordinary part of our living. So let's be real. We all have lost keys and we will continue to lose those keys. And when we do, it's a reminder to come back to God. So what keys are missing in your everyday, ordinary lives today? Is it the key to love in a relationship with a spouse, a child, a parent, a sibling, a friend? Is the key that you've lost identity and it's impacting your emotional health your sense of personal worth? Is your lost key purpose? Are you searching for the meaning and direction in your life? The hopes and the dreams that God has placed on your heart. And I want to say sometimes those lost keys have been stolen from us by life circumstances or other people. But the good news is that when we turn to Jesus, he gives us access to all that was lost in the Garden of Eden because he places us face to face with our Creator. Nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Restoring our authenticity as image bearers, Jesus provides us with the Holy Spirit who is our lost key locator. When we partner with the Holy Spirit, our lives can be transformed by the God of love, goodness and mercy day by ordinary day. Then our authentic 
image-bearing lives can be a gift to others. And many of us at Door of Hope have experienced this. You know, I think of the Fogarty family and then the Polis family and the way they invited us into the pain and the grief of losing precious children and the way that God comforted them Their faith inspired mine because there is power in vulnerability. Jesus came to earth to experience our vulnerability so that he could show us how to reflect God's goodness in all circumstances. Paul puts it this way in his letter to the Corinthians. All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings along someone else who's going through hard times so that we can be there for that person, just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. So how will we respond? Be honest with ourselves. What key is lost? Be honest with God. Spoiler alert. He knows anyway. So we can take Jesus' hand and he will lead us out from behind that bush and place us face to face with God where we can live out of worthiness of being image bearers. And let's be honest with each other because our hardships, our challenges, our troubles They support others who experience what we have experienced. So let's allow Jesus to reinstate our authenticity today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask that you restore us today to image bearers. And would you reveal to us the places in our everyday lives that need the light of truth to shine. Come Holy Spirit and work in each of us to restore relationships. Connect our sense of self to the one who gives us our identity, significance and value. Jesus. I ask that you minister to each one of us joining in this message today, right now. Speak your word of wisdom to each heart and mind. Have your way in us, we pray. Amen.